Okay. You can hear me, right? Oh, yeah. I can hear you. Let's get going. I can see you. You want to do the record. Go. What? It's so important to you. Clock is ticking. Why is the clock ticking tonight? Because I got stuff to do. What do you got to do? I got some studying to do. I can't record this week. I have to study. What? Yeah. Sorry that you're uh, not sensitive to that. I was very sensitive. Are you serious? You don't want to record tonight? (laughs) Yeah. Fuck. (laughs) Because of studying. I never heard of such a thing. Sorry. Are you getting your doctorate? What's going on? All right. So what? You're going to be pissy pants? I'm still upset. Over what? That makes no sense. Really? I told you. What if I had said, no, I'm not recording tonight. Then I would have uh, went forward. Forged on ahead. Why don't you just do that? Well, because then you said, can you go at 1030? So, yeah, obviously. Making you happy. I can, I'd do anything for Joe. No, I'm Joe's doing you a favor. You're not doing me a favor. You're doing, doing the listenership you. a favor. They're probably upset at you like I am. Especially after the weekend you had. You have nothing to be pissy pants about. <laughs> Woo! I'm glad I'm off all week, folks. Let me yeah. tell you. I'm glad Anyways, you're off, too. This is the episode people have been waiting all year for. The post Barry Game Exchange wrap-up episode of STC Pod, the Start to Continue podcast, because we were live and in person at the Barry Game Exchange, along with a bunch of other cartridge clubbers, a whole row of cartridge club contributors, had a whole bunch of... Uh, of uh, tables there selling their wares and saying hello and passing out business cards and standing in front of cartridge club paraphernalia so everyone could uh could uh, see us get on board the red wave cartridge club um what can i say this was a lot of lead up going into this cartridge club was entering into a new wave of partnership with the Berry Game Exchange, uh, hoping to uh, get early on inside with this uh, important event, which is only getting bigger every year. So it's, it's very important for for us and the Cartridge Club and everyone to have a great showing at this one. And I think we did. And we had a lot of lead up, a lot of talk getting into it, <clears throat> a lot of push on the socials, a lot of advertising. And, uh, so there was a lot of, uh, anticipation going into the show. Um, I had a big week before that because I had a concert to go to. I bought tickets along with, uh, Kevin and Sarah to go see the Racon tours. And that would have been on the Thursday last week. So, uh, I had to have a whole whack time off. I had to get that Thursday off. We were off for the weekend for the game exchange. And, uh, might as well continue taking time off. So I took this week off as well to recover, but I have, I'm on a side note. I am having family come up for a visit this week. So everything worked out. Uh, yeah. Thursday night, um, met Kevin and Sarah up on the highway, drove down all the way into Toronto, 
uh, found some really good parking, green pea parking. So it was nice and cheap. Green pea is like the, the municipal parking lots. So they, they keep the price capped. And, uh, so we got, to, I think it was only seven bucks to park there. So that's pretty good for Toronto within walking distance of the Sony center. It's now called the Meridian place or some, some bullshit. Um, which is like a, uh, well, me and you saw, did we see Mark Marin there? That was the Sony center, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I think I saw Bob there once. I, I really like that venue. What do you, what do you think around 2000 seats, 1500, something like that? Yeah. A decent size for an, and it still makes it a, a rather intimate uh, experience as well. Right. So the sound yeah. is good. Yeah, it's got your theatrical seating, you know, going up, but it also has a mezzanine, uh, like balcony area looking down over the stage. And I was lucky enough to get tickets up there, second row from the front. So as long as you didn't get monster Andre the Giants in front of you, you get a beautiful view overlooking the stage and you're getting the full on power of the sound system from there. And, um. So I was looking forward to that. We got there a little bit early, so we thought we'd uh, grab a drink across the street. There was a Franz there. You know what a Franz is? Franz Deli? Nope. The Torontoites do. Actually, it franchised out a bit. Like, there was a Franz here in Barrie for a little while, but it closed. But there was a Franz on Queen Street at Young. That's the famous one where you'd go after your Massey Hall concerts and it'd be open in the middle of the night and you know you'd run into gordon lightfoot there kind of thing be be part of the scene this is a more touristy trap one because it's right there on front and church it's a couple over from young street and uh so we went in there for a drink and uh there was this table beside anyway i probably shouldn't even bother telling you the story because you know the fandango is probably going to talk about it so i'll just burn through it through it quickly we noticed the table beside us people kept coming up to this table and going like getting fist bumps from the guy and say yeah, i really like your stuff uh, re- you're really good man it's exciting We're like what who are you? is that the opening act beside us because there was an opening act to our concert that we didn't really know i don't know and then finally, I think it dawned on Kevin that, uh, dude, that's Mike Smith. And I mean, he's right beside us. He's like elbows over from us. And, uh, I said, what? Kevin's like, that's, that's Mike Smith. And I said, what? And both Kevin and Sarah's like, it's trap, right? It's Mike Smith. Uh, I said, what? It's cunning lingus. I, I don't know what you're saying. Cause it's loud in there. And then I, I kind of pieced it together. I look over. Oh, of course it is. It's Mike Smith. The bubbles from uh, trailer park boys was sitting there. And, uh, I was more taken aback by his shirt. He had a fabulous shirt on just a fabulous print on his shirt. And, uh, he had trendy glasses on and he was there with a couple ladies and they left to go get their seats. And he was getting, uh, ghosted by the staff waiting for his, uh, bill. So he's just sitting there, sitting there waiting for his bill, looking around. More people came up to him, gave him business cards and stuff. And so I had a chance right then to engage him only very slightly. And, uh, he's pretty friendly. I got to talk to bubs for a minute. And, uh, so then we went to the show after that. The opening act was this, uh, 
surf uh, slash grunge slash I, 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 bluesy. I, this act, this this girl, she had a band behind her, and it it, it was fine. It, it was interesting fusion of different styles. Um, but there, I was taken aback by the lack of uh, guitar breaks in it. It was just like song, 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 and move on to the next song, 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 song. I really wanted them to unleash the guitar. So that really didn't happen. The last part of her set was uh, the strongest, I thought. Had some good songs. But uh, they uh, fire that guitarist and get a real one in there who can break away for some good stuff. Have you ever heard of her? Olivia Jean. She's part of the Third Man Records crew. She's got like a, you know, that look, that 50s kind of look with the, you know, but with the heavy mascara and stuff. No, Joe saying no. Nope. Anyways, she was done. They, they an hour? I think she did an hour. Then and right on time. Like the show was supposed to start at eight. They started right at freaking eight, and then she did an hour. They broke down her stage apparatus, the drums, all that, and got ready for the Rock on Tours to come out. Rock on Tours are, of course, a uh, big band that Jack White is. A part of, not necessarily front man, but, uh, you know, uh, one of the people in the Rackon Tours. And uh, when they came out, it was incendiary, man. It was so loud and so powerful. Their music is more, uh, you, know, you listen to their records, it's more, I don't, I don't want to say mellow, but very, mm, I don't know, it can be Americana, it can be... Uh, warm, uh, very rhythmic. Uh, I don't know how to describe it, but the live was just like a, an atomic bomb went off. You could hear the drums like pounding in your chest. As you can imagine, right, that closed theater, super loud rock band. And uh, they went at it. It was big stuff. And actually, song number two and song number four, Jack White's solos raised... The hair on my arms. Goosebumps. Goosebumps. That doesn't happen very often at a concert. But uh, the way they uh, built it up. Uh, the, the fourth song, he was like doing a ditty at the keyboards, you know, and did a bit of a soloing at the keyboard as the song is building into this crescendo. And as he's building it on the keyboards, his uh, keyboard player came over and took over for him, and he ran over to the guitars as the song is continuing to build strapped on a guitar and just as it was to climax you could tell his solo was going to just make the walls bleed and sure enough it did and as opening his opening smack of the strings my uh my goosebumps just went up like that it was well done theatrical even though there wasn't a huge you know huge stage production going on they had some like flashy lights that moved around but other than that it's all about the music. Good old-fashioned rock music. <sighs> it was good times. It was good times. And since we were up in the, the mezzanine area with only one row in front of us, uh, we got to sit down the entire show, which I like that. I like being able to relax and enjoy the show. And uh, so that was good. It was good times. I recommend you go see a rock act at the Meridian place or whatever the hell it's called 
the Sony Center. I think it took two days for uh, my ears to stop ringing. It was a good time. And no drama from the people beside me. We had two people beside me and then the end of the row. They were like, uh, you know, young hipster types, skinny. (laughs) They were well in their seats, so I had lots of room to spread out. And they, you know, they daintily put their earplugs in before the show started. So they, uh, you know, got ready for the show. And uh, then beside Kevin, this big, burly, two-fisted beer guy sat down. So I had a good chuckle over that because usually the, the big two-fisted beer dudes are uh, sitting beside me. But Kevin got it this time. He got that guy's stomach right in uh I think he put it right on Kevin's lap for a little bit. So that was, that was fun times to watch that. How long was the show? They probably went for two hours. I'd say. Yeah. Good. Two hours. Very strong. They had a break, you know, and then came back. I don't know if they call it encores anymore. They just had a break. Then they came back and, uh, lit the house up with, uh, some tracks that you would more recognize from their first album. It's good, uh, good typing. Are you studying right now? Yep. Yep. That's good. I was letting you tell your story. Glad you had a good time at the show. How uh, much were tickets? Eh, tickets weren't bad. Like it's a pretty big name band and there's only so many seats at that place. Um, our tickets were, uh, just over a hundred bucks after service fees. Uh, of course they went, there was a huge, um, area before the stage that was general admission if i recall those were probably three or four hundred bucks but uh it was general admission like i'm not used to seeing like you know at concerts you usually always see that uh the gate and then the security guys and then the stage you know it wasn't like that it was like like uh music documentaries from the 60s where you see that general admission is right up at the stage where they can rest their arms on the stage. That's how it was. There was no security between uh, the audience and the stage. And you could tell the performers really get off on that because, because the crowd is like right there. So that was kind of cool to see that coming back. Also to note that this was a phone free venue. So you get there and you had your phone put in a uh, sealed pouch and then you're given the pouch to carry around. So it was also nice not to have any kind of phone distraction going on. The only kind of distraction was me looking at some of the, some of the nuts in the crowd who were taking it way too seriously. But God love them. They love the music. And that was it. You guys just uh, drove back. After the show, did you guys have like a nightcap or anything like that? No, 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 no time for that. Um, you know, we both, we all had a bit of a drive, but I think Kevin and Sarah both worked the next day. So they had like five o'clock alarm calls coming. So I don't know. I'm sure you'll hear more from the Fandango. I tried to breeze through this as quick as possible. No, I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, God. That's good. Well, I'm glad you asked your friend to go to go see a concert with you. Are you insinuating I didn't ask you? Because we know that's not true. I don't remember you asking me, but you may have, you may not have. I may not have been listening. 
I think you would have actually liked this one. I probably would have. I've never seen them in concert, though I honestly haven't really listened to much of their music. Probably aside from what you've played for me. No, what do they got? Like two, three albums in 13 years? So, yeah, so. There's not a lot of their music out there. Just. Did they do any covers? Um, there was a medley where Shaken All Over was in there in the midst. You know, like, um, I forget who the original artist is, but I know it from the Who Live at Leeds, where they do Shaken All Over. Shaken All Over. What? So that'd be boring. No, that was not boring. I don't like that song. It was part of a medley. So there might have been other covers in there that I missed, but. Well, like you, I've been downtown the last two days. And this is the first time I've actually traveled downtown Toronto in, I don't know, probably last time I went was uh, with you. So it's been years. And uh, I've actually taken the GO train these last two days. And that was an experience. When was the last time you took a GO train down? I never, ever do. Yeah, never. I, neither do I. <laughs> Except I, I was told I should take it. It'd be easier. So up at and five, I catch the, whatever it is, 615 train or something like that. The express train in, in, uh, in Whippy. 609 train. And then I'm downtown by 655. And then I got to walk 20 minutes north up to uh, Bay Street. Uh, Atrium on Bay. I'm sure you know where that is. Sure. That's a delightful walk as I step over, uh, homeless people sleeping on the streets. I don't, 20 minute walk might be a bit much in them. Uh, it's, it's, it's a solid 15 mm-hmm. to 20. Yeah. I never take the go train and I never like going downtown and, uh, this has been great. I love seeing, um, who are these people that wear the dress pants uh, that are so short that I can see their uh, leg skin as they're walking. Is that a new trend? You know those people? Yeah. They're cool people. They're in trend. They look like they're wearing pants that my son wears because I can see all their socks and I can see leg skin. So how short is this when they actually sit down? These hipsters, man. Mm -hmm. They look like idiots. What were you wearing? Uh, uh, just jeans and a golf shirt. Oh, fancy. Not fancy. I, you're going to Bay and Bay and rich people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. I'm not doing a business transaction. What are you doing? I'm in a classroom. Doing what? Listening. Learning. Learning. Is it really worthwhile stuff? Just because, listen. Can you be fucking positive? I'm not being not positive. Yeah. You're supposed to say, oh, good for you, man. Glad you're uh, enjoying the course or something like that. Make it up. Yep. Instead of being uh, like Peter. I'm glad you're getting ahead of me in your career. I'm glad you have such a close relationship with our boss that you could set that up and get ahead. You can do it too. Nope. Why you got to get the tap. 
the tap from above. And uh, you can only do that if you know the correct Italian word for welcome to the club. Uh, is, that, is that what it is? I think so. Mm-hmm. Something like that. So anyway, that's been my delightful experience. $22 round trip, go train. Oh, why do they have to do it downtown? Like it, we're not talking a specific course that isn't given any, you know. In Toronto, in the Toronto area, it's there's two downtown locations. One's on uh, Dundas or something like that. And the other one's on Bay Street. So why maybe like the second day? Or are you going back tomorrow, I assume? Tomorrow's the last day. So why, why are you going to bother with the go? Try driving it. I don't know. Gas, parking. Your car, the gas ain't going to cost $22. Now, parking is different, but surely the place you're going might have some kind of uh, uh, validated parking. Uh, I don't think it does. Not for this. Even the instructor parks like a block away, and I think he pays like 25 bucks, but his is covered. Anyway, it's been an experience. Uh, I don't miss not going downtown because I did work down there for a period, uh, not as long as you. And uh, I had my fill. Though some of the ladies were looking nice. Oof. That's one thing I appreciated. Even as the weather is starting to cool down. Uh, some are looking nice and some are not looking nice. Some of the uh, hefty bags are showing too much skin. At lunch, would you at least go out and experience the downtown a little bit? Or would you hide in the classroom? Well, there's a, the atrium has the ground floor is all those restaurants, right? Food court. Yep. So I went down there and had, um, some healthy thing. I don't know, healthy restaurants or whatever it is. And then today I actually brought food. So I just uh, sat in the classroom and uh, watched some YouTube and then walked over to uh, Best Buy, which is across the road and checked out uh, some headphones. He was looking at some uh, over-the-ear headphones for the PS4 that have a mic built in. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that would be nice. And then um, I looked at some Beats uh, for the gym. Wireless ones. Did you know Apple bought Beats? No, I did yeah, not. Neither did I. Why wouldn't you just get the uh, the semen dripping ones nope. from Apple? These ones are actually, uh, they fit into your ear and then they've got the little plastic loop that goes around your ear to really hold them in place for when you're running and, and doing physical stuff. Actually, a brand new model that came out. So I was looking at that, and I was looking at headphones for the uh, the, the PS4. I got to do some research on the models. There's a straight up PS4 brand I could get, and then they had a bunch of uh, Turtle Beach ones. Well, just get yourself the uh, the PS4 camera. It's got a mic in it. No way, you go. You're ready to go. Yeah, but the mic can't be that good, man, if you're standing like five feet away, man. It's actually not bad. I don't know if you've checked out any of my streams where I but was using it. But if I'm sitting it. and playing a game, I can have the headphones on, and these ones are like... Uh, True. Yeah. Uh, 
Where is it here? And what are you going to do for a camera? Oh, I'd, I'd have to get the PS4 camera. Yeah. These ones are surround sound gaming headsets, 7.1 audio, virtual surround sound. Because, uh, yeah, I tuned in to a big fancy stream last night. Turtle Beach Stealth 700 premium surround headset series. I got to be streaming. Come check out my stream. No, no mic, no camera, no typing. Wow. There was typing. That's just. I chose not to type because I was playing just the game. Confused hey, gameplay. No, I didn't ask you to. Uh, yeah, I figured it out at the end. I didn't ask you to tune in. Yeah, you did. No, I big, think I said go away. Big tweet. Come check out. I didn't out. put it out. It's probably yeah. set up to do that then. Well, you didn't. So why else would you stream if you didn't want anyone to check it out? Because after it streams, then I can save it and actually have a file loaded up. For what? The Just archives? Yeah, the archives. Well, it disappears after. After like 30 days. No, if you, after you stream it, you can publish it and it stays up permanently. No, it doesn't. It goes away. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyways, why would you want? Oh, I'm curious about my Shantae playthrough from 2019. Yeah. I'm going to dig that, that up. Finally figured out what to do with that bloody elephant. Who knew it could fly off of platforms? Stupid thing. No help from you. No help from my partner. Hey. He's not a gamer. At least I tuned in and I engaged, unlike you. Uh, your engagement was, what? Where's the camera? Where, how come you're not talking? Because yeah. I'm playing the game. Well, what's the point? What's the point? Don't tune in. <laughs> I'm just curious. Why would I make a stream if I didn't want to talk to people? I just told you why. That, but that, I just told you why that reason was stupid. It's not stupid. You can do whatever you want. How about you be positive and not negative all the time? People get tired of your negativity. People do not get tired of me calling out your crazies. Of your negativity, this, they get very tired of it. I've had people complain. <laughs> yeah. I, said, I don't know what's up with them. I wonder what else you're going to start doing. Whatever makes me happy. Whatever. Whatever. I just. It's... Woo. All right. Don't worry. I'm looking forward I'm sure to I'll, seeing you. Sure I'll hear about it at some point. Anyways, I check you out. It'd be nice if you check mine out. And I know you have just ghost light. And so any kind of engagement helps, I think, in those streams. You can at least say hello if you pop in. Don't just hide there and just to see what happens for a second. And then hey. jump over to Musty's stream and go, hey, Musty. Joe here. I never popped into your Glad stream because I didn't yeah. know you were on. Okay. I told you that already, dude. I know. I saw Musty was on, so I went to him. I'm just saying. And then you, you raided, and then you got angry that as soon as you raided, I left. No, no, that you did not engage on on my stream. Anyways, it didn't no tell me you were on. Anyways, no one cares. Yeah, because you're not subscribed I, I, I don't to me. Care that no one cares. Yeah, you're not subscribed for yes, one. I am. How about that for passive aggressive? I am subscribed to you. Well then, how can I see your thing if I'm not subscribed to you? 
Maniac. What? Apparently you didn't see it. Thank you. Case closed. What are you talking? <laughs> what an ass. Well, yeah, I didn't see it because right I was there. looking at Musty playing a game. <laughs> How would I see it if he's full screen? How am oh. I going to see that you're suddenly online? If I'm full screen with Musty. Oh, snap. I can't. You're not full screen with Musty or you wouldn't be able to type. And if you're not full screen... Full I'm not typing every second. I would type and then go full screen because <laughs> I can see what else people, whatever else, else people type just appears up. I'm not there to have a big, massive conversation. I just want to see him play. As Bill stares up into the ceiling, trying to think <laughs> of something. Oh man. Well, anyways, we're yeah. jumping all around here, jumping all around. Thursday had the concert. Friday. Uh, Let's not take was, forever going through all this. That was a day off, right? Friday yeah. was cleaning like mad because massive company was coming. And I had to go to Picked the airport. Some. Yeah, to pick up uh, Cartridge Club founder and VIP Sean Player rude One. Rude to his being rude to Mark. <laughs> Co-founder. Thank you. Uh, well, I think until Mark uh, makes the trip to my house for a barbecue, he might be dead to me. So, well, he's, he's still my friend. <laughs> I might have to go to extremes like that. Might have to. Threatening? Yeah, I guess. Let's all start threatening Mark. So, I took a little trip to um, down to the airport, some YYZ. And picked up Sean. He was in the arrivals. And uh, I don't know. The way they got the airport nowadays. It's pretty easy to get in and out of there. If uh, if someone wants uh, asks you for a ride to or from the airport. it's They got it together. You just got a nice circle. Things slow down. And you get right to the curb there. And they jump in. And away you go. So I remember like in the old days. It was white well, knuckle drive. Well that's waiting for you. Yeah, yeah, they got to be there. Well, there is, they do have like, um, what do they call it? Uh, like cell phone lots where you go park and wait for the message on your phone to come get them kind of thing. And that's free. Yeah, they got, they, they figured it all out now. It's not too bad. So grabbed him and uh, we headed back up. I was using the Waze app for the first time to get what? back. The Waze app. Waze the navigation application that you can put on your phone that everyone's using nowadays. Kevin told me I should be using it instead of Google. And I said, well, Google will tell you where there's a speed trap. He said, Waze does that. I said, well, Google will tell you if a new route comes up, that's better. And he goes, Waze does that even better. So I started using that. And, uh, I, I threw that on as I left the airport to head back up just so I wouldn't make a wrong turn somewhere. And uh, it had me go north on the 427. And then, do you, go, do you really go north? And if, anyways, uh, okay, that's where I'm going. And it wanted me to go on the 407. It's like turn right on the 407, which is a toll road. They're all and, set up to do that, man. And it, it even said, this will cost you $5 and you're going there. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Cause that's stupid at this time to go on the toll, toll road. So I had to turn it off and just 
go with my wits, which uh, that was one of my old routes in and out of the city anyway. So I knew take that 427, you know, go to the Highway 27. Highway 27, I'll take you all the way to Barry right there. That'll turn into Essa Road, actually. So uh, I said, Sean, look, we can just take this all the way back. Be a nice ride through the country. Add maybe 10 minutes, but whatever. He's, he was cool with that. By the way, the 400 has a lot of constructiones down there anyways. So why not? So we had a nice little ride back. Grabbed some Tim Hortons in uh, some town. I forget what it was called. That's all they had was a Tim Hortons. And of course, the drive through was lined up all the way around the building, up the parking lot, and out into the road. And so we walked in, and there was no one inside. This Ontario thing where people love to sit in their cars in the Tim Hortons drive through. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get how people can do that. I just don't. It boggles my mind. I, anyways, I'm off on a tangent. So grab Sean, uh, drove back, you know, got kids from school. Uh, I had Sean with me and, uh, I hadn't got my act together. I'm not good at planning, you know, company stuff. So uh, I was a little behind on my grocery gathering and all that. So I took him around town, did some errands, you know, J-Rock knows all about my errands. And we did some groceries, went to Shoppers Drug Mart, you know, went to another grocery store, tried to find a fruit stand, you know, all kinds of fun stuff. But he, he Sean loves that stuff. He loved it. Oh, he doesn't? Yeah, he loves it. Grabbed the kids it. from school. And then uh, went back home, did a barbecue. So he got like a pre-bilbecue situation, threw some steaks on there. Did up some uh, potates on the Barbie as well. My own personal recipe. Uh, you know, all good stuff like that. Had dinner. Uh, I don't. I don't think we did anything that night. Uh, oh, <laughs> that night after dinner. Yeah, we were waiting for Sean's buddy. Um, Jeff also from Nova Scotia to show up. And that is a guy you probably heard of on Twitter and on the socials as self-destructo. Is that who that is? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. I don't know who that guy was when I, when, uh, we introduced ourselves to each other. So yeah, he goes, Hey, I'm Jeff. I'm Joe, man. Nice to meet you. And that was it. Nobody explained anything. I don't know who the stranger is. <laughs> you could ask, or if you wouldn't, weren't so not, late. Anyways, we're getting ahead of the game. I wasn't late. Getting ahead of the game. So Jeff finally uh, arrived. The game up. And uh, never met him before, but still offered him accommodations on uh, Sean's good word. And uh, sure enough, he was, a, he was a pretty terrific guy. We got along swimmingly. And... Uh, he arrived. We had good times. We played some arcade games on the modded Xbox. Beat a couple games. Just beat it. Turns out Polykill awarded the just beat it to just him and not me, even though they were two-player games. So that was upsetting. But, uh, you know, you live through these things. And then Saturday. Uh, what, what do we do on Saturdays? You asking me? 
No, I'm asking the other uh, yard sale. Yes, we went yard sailing. We saw some signs, saw some signs on uh, my end of town. Signs on side. And one sign said they start at seven. So I thought, well, we got to be there at seven. That's what you got to do. And they were all game for it. Jeff's an old timey uh, yard sailor, too. He's got lots of experience, so he was game for it. But, uh, he, you know, these are plane guys. They got here by plane, so they don't have a lot of room to buy stuff, which is all the better for me. We had no competition in the shopping. So we jumped out and did some yard sailing. That was fun. Found nothing, of course. That's fun. Yeah. And uh, there was just yard sales in my end of town. Like my corner of town, actually. Drove all around the rest of town. No yard sales. Just my little corner. So there was nothing to be found. But it was still good palling around, having lots of fun, talking about all kinds of things. Uh, Me and Jeff, you know, we were kind of slow in the morning. We were, you know, it's 6.30, 7 o'clock. We got to do this. Let's just go and do it and move on from each one. Sean is like he just snorted uh, a whole 10 lines of cocaine. Like he is fired out of a cannon first thing in the morning. He's all excited. He's jumping out of the car, screaming hello to the people as soon as he gets out. How you doing? What's going on? My name is Sean. I'm from Nova Scotia, Lower Sackville. How are you doing? Oh, yeah. What do you got this going on in your garage here? And meanwhile, I've already looked through everything and I'm back in the car waiting to go. And he's just bouncing around their house. Like, Sean, you're not a contestant in a game show. You don't have to explain to everybody what your occupation is and where you're from. There's no time. Let's move it along. He was having a good time, though. He was jumping all around, having fun. Big smile on his face. So whatever gets you going. It's much like another Nova Scotian that I've often stopped at yard sales with, where they just love the gift to gab. Must be a Nova Scotia thing. But uh, Jeff was on my side. He's like, let's let's get going. Come on. So that was a fun part of that morning. And then, uh, I don't know, not much going on until uh, the big barbecue. We had people coming in throughout the day. Ah, you know, Kevin and Sarah arrived. Um, James and his wife, Amanda, arrived. Um, eventually, Derek and... His wife, Cynthia, arrived. They were the last ones because they kept sending me uh, Twitter DMs if it was all right for them to show up yet. And I didn't get any of my DMs. So so they kept staying away. Uh, Who else was there? Who am I? Can you help me out instead of doing math work and your homework here? Uh, Kevin and Sarah. Oh, Josh Creepley. He also arrived from the Waterloo area. Um. He was staying at the house, too, that night, Saturday night. So he brought uh, an air mattress and all, you know, pillows, all kinds of things. Kevin, Sarah, James, uh, Sean, Jeff, Josh, Derek. Dude, are you helping me? I don't want to forget Dude, anyone. Dude, I wasn't there, so how Dude, can I help you? You know who was uh, there at the Bill BQ. 
No, I was. How would I know that? That doesn't make any logical sense. Why can't you help someone? Oh, I, I don't know who was there. By the uh, way, Zach was there, and uh, uh, Bob showed up. Remember? Yeah. By the way, uh, James's wife Amanda brought this uh, like nacho dip platter with like uh, the nachos to go with it. You know, you know where they spread the cream cheese on the bottom, and then there's some other ingredient, and then like a salsa, and then uh, shredded cheese on top, and you take the chips and just trough your way in there. Man, that was good stuff. That was good stuff. And then. When Derek and Cynthia arrives, she has these like pastry boxes in her arms and she opens those puppies up and she has baked these decadent, decadent chocolate cupcakes with chocolate frosting on them. And that was it for me and the no sugar claws for that weekend. There was no standing up to that. And uh, man, they were good. That was something else. That was something else. She's quite the baker. For the show, she made these sugar cookies in the shape of uh, Nintendo Switches. And she frosted them all up art style with Nintendo Switch paint on it, you know. Uh, It was fantastic. Her work was fantastic. She was going to sell them for like two bucks each. And me and Sean were like, we'll buy them all for two bucks each and we'll sell them for five bucks. Sounds like a good deal. Like they were that good. Anyways, I'm sure she's sold out of those. I don't think I got one, by the way. But, you know. Uh, I got the barbecue going. We had burgs. And we had some sausages for the people who can't eat the burgs or prefer to sausage. J-Rock was there. Of course, J-Rock showed up. He was a surprise. He was a sleeper because no one knew he was coming. And sure enough, he was already in town when we reached out to him. So that was good. Mm, So I had purchased... Uh, 24 burgers and a package of those massive Polish sausages and uh, the buns to go with them. And uh, the meat estimation was, I got to say, perfect on my behalf. Because at the end of it, only two burgers remained. And all sausages went like mad. Probably I should have just had a big sausage party because sausages went over like gangbusters, as they should have. These Polish sausages from the deli are great. Working that Barbie, all these burgers flipping all over the place, flames a-dancing, smoke all over the place, still managed. I managed it okay. We got things done. Uh, Everyone got fed. I got to tell you, James, you know James Retropixel? What are you doing with your head? You're going back and forth, but it's very distracting as I try to have a conversation with you. Are you good? Are you done? What did James do? He ate like a madman. Let me tell you. (laughs) It was fun to watch because James is not a big person by any means. And he ate. All of us. I like to keep score on people's eating, right? Because that's fun. And, you know, I always uh, ironically make fun of J-Rock for being a dainty eater. But that James, he could pound it back, let me tell you. And he kept circling that barbecue even after it was off. 
he's going through the troughs or oh, have a hot dog still. Yeah, grab that. He was a champion. So he won in uh, my judgment. James retro pixel won the bill BQ that Saturday edged out J rock for sure. And, uh, that was it. We hung out. We had another CC tradition of cigars came out that night and you'll be proud to know that we're still on the brand you recommended to us, your uh, redneck brand or, uh, what's it called? What's your little cig- cigars called? The camping ones that I use yeah. the backwoods backwoods. Yes. Kevin and Sarah. Yeah. Bond, Cause they're a nice, right? easy smoke. They go down easy. They're not expensive. You get like six in a pack. And as far as I know, there's like three different, I've seen three different packs in terms of flavor wise. Yeah. Well, Kevin and Sarah brought back like a huge bag of them. They went, they got every nice. flavor. Yeah, it was great. So we did that. Uh, it wasn't a, a crazy late night cause we knew we had to get up early the next day. Mm-hmm. Put, uh, Sean downstairs on the pullout, got an air mattress for Jeff, put him downstairs too. Uh, Josh creep. He stayed up in the living room. He brought his own, like a little single air mattress mattress. And, uh, I was, I was upstairs in the bedroom kind of laughing to myself because I could hear him blowing it up himself using his mouth. <laughs> long breaths. <laughs> this poor bastard having to blow up this air mattress at this guy's house. He could have slept on the couch, but he chose not to. Uh, next day we had to be up super early because I wanted to be at the venue for like at sometime before nine because my Oldest daughter had a volleyball thing at the school beside the venue for the Berry Game Exchange at nine o'clock. What awesome luck that both of these events happened right beside each other so we wouldn't have to be driving around town. So uh, we had to be, I think I told you what, we're leaving, we want to be out of the driveway at seven 30 and you said, I'll be there at seven. And then we all, yeah, I got up, all, um, time that I get up at about five showered. Uh, and then I had to hit up the, uh, STC, uh, storage locker. Uh, cause I hadn't packed anything yet. And packed. So that took me about 20 minutes. But the storage locker is um, off-site, so it's it's on the way to your place. So it wasn't much of a of a, of a misdirection or out of my way. Um, just ended up probably using, like I said, probably about another fifteen minutes just to pack everything up. Uh, and then I just went straight up the highway. It was easy drive that early in the morning. It's nice and peaceful. I did my usual listening to. Uh, the community uh, podcasts like I do every time I come up for the show and it's a nice easy drive and then when I'm about 10 minutes away from your house I said where are you we're pacing the driveway and I texted back saying I'm just getting off the highway and I was there within five minutes and then we still had to wait for J-Rock to show up (laughs) so there was no need for me to rush 
He showed up five minutes later. Well, he was on time. We just all expedited ourselves, knowing you'd be there at but seven. It was great for uh, immediately as soon as I got out of the car. I went and gave Sean a big hug because hadn't seen him in years, a couple of years, three years, I think now. Yeah. Yeah. Since uh, they all came, everybody came here for the Bear Game Exchange from the States and all over Canada. So that was great to see him. He looked to be doing really good and good spirits. Gave everyone else a hug and J-Rock uh, popped out from a bush. We all got into vehicles. We went for our breakfast, which is at our, the, the same haunt that we hit up last time, which was uh, some pancake hut, right? Mm-hmm. That's what it's called. Jack's Pancake Factory. And it was uh, a extra delicious breakfast. Um and a big thank you to uh, Kevin for paying for everybody. Oh my God. That was amazing. He balled it out, man. Yeah. He whipped out his cock and threw it on the table and said, you guys try and top this. <laughs> Boom. I'm paying for everybody. I nearly fell out of my seat. It was ridiculous. I was, uh, incredibly, I'm sure, uh, when Kevin listens to this, uh, that was incredibly generous of you, Kevin. Thank you very much. Yeah. That was awesome. That was awesome. And then we went to the show or the, the, the arena, which was about, uh, 10 minutes away. I was, I was a little disappointed at that breakfast though, because they sat us at two different tables and I didn't get to watch you eat. I was, I mean, well, I like to, uh, you know, no, no. I'm, see uh, what happens if you taste stuff or not and how I you taste behave. Stuff when, when there's other people around, I taste stuff. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. When it's you, there's no point. Mm-hmm. So we went to uh, the the arena, which was at the north end of Barry. Not close like the last one was, um, but nonetheless, we showed up. We all parked out the doors. Uh, you used the dolly and forced me to carry all my stuff in. So I'm glad I contributed to half of that dolly. Uh, actually, you never did end up paying for the dolly, but oh. you could have used it. When? I don't when know you were what all done, you were doing. When you were all done using it? You went crazy and started he-manning your stuff. Yeah, because I wasn't going to wait 15 minutes for you to pull all your stuff out. No, that's not. No, I think you saw another muscle guy there, and there was and two other ones. No one, no one was offering help, so I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> Fuck all you guys. I'm going to do it myself. So that's it, man. Just muscled it in. Uh, did you get in there first? Like, were you the one who like situated everyone at the tables? I grabbed those two tables. Oh yeah. Cause I get there and, uh, magically I am at the first table beside the entrance. Like, Whoa, this is something new. This'll be crazy. So that was exciting. And we had a red, red tablecloths for all cartridge club, uh, well, for five cartridge club tables paid for by the cartridge club, these, uh, tablecloths. And, uh, so we had red tablecloths and then behind us, we had cartridge club posters down the lane. So uh, visually impactful. I thought, um, you could definitely tell we were all together and, uh, it was, it was about something. So that was cool. It didn't seem like there was as many 
tables at this show compared to the last one, but I don't know if that was just my perception of it. Hmm. I really it, didn't. It didn't seem crowded. Like even there was lots of room. Even yeah, like even the two times I I did a lap around, I wasn't being jostled. There's plenty of space in the aisleways, um, so it was nice. It wasn't like you know when you go to some of those cramped shows and uh, you know everyone's uh, elbow to elbow jostling. It was good. The stink, the stink factor wasn't as high as it normally is. No, there was there was some waves of something going on, but it would pass. It's I think that might be our oldest arena in town. So it's a it's solid structure uh, built to maintain a proper climate, like super high uh, roof. So all the heat just goes up there. It doesn't stay down by us where the ice would be. So it stayed cool. Maybe that's what it was. Mm-hmm. I didn't get out from the table very often. I wasn't uh, given that opportunity by my partner. Yeah, you else. got out uh, so. more than I did. Mm. Went down and started talking to people. Yes, I said hello. I wasn't given the opportunity. Mm. Got the, uh, <laughs> we're busy. I'm like, what? Well, yeah, there was uh, the one time you wanted to bail. We had 20 people in front of our table. Uh, I want to go. <laughs> There was not 20 people. Oh, yeah. 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 And I said, Sean, I said, Sean, can you uh, just watch here for like five minutes? I'll be right back, man. Oh, my God. And he was, he was like, of course, for you, anything. He was in his glory, man. He was in his glory. Got the chat with everyone, came up, made the sales pitch. The first people that came up when he was watching your stuff for you was um, Navy guys. Like they're wearing Navy hats and jackets that had their ship and stuff embroidered onto it. So he started, are you from, were you on this? Turned out he sailed with that guy. The two of them sailed the same ship together, you know, East Canada at some point, and they both end up together at this very game exchange meeting, which was pretty cool. And that guy bought, you know, a medium expensive game from you. It was a $25 game. He didn't even dicker. He goes, Okay, here's 20 and here's five. And Sean gives them back the five. <laughs> it's like, nah, we're all chipmates. You're not paying full price. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> My jaw dropped. I'm like, he gave you the 25. There's one thing to say beforehand. Ah, just give me 20. He literally put the money in Sean's hand and Sean gave it back to him. Uh, one of the top moments of the day. Right. Every, there. T- every time he's with me at a show, he costs me money. <laughs> <laughs> Both times, I should say. That guy. <laughs> Costing uh, me money. Proper gentleman. It was a great moment. Great moment to witness. Thank God it was one of your titles. <laughs> Add it to the tab. So we kind of split the strategy of our, our table offerings this year. I managed uh, like a hardware section and you managed a software section. Yeah, I think that worked out pretty good. You were happy with it? No, because, uh, you hogged all the hardware section and you hogged all the software section. What does that mean? No, I didn't. What are you talking about? I don't know what you're saying. We split the duties. You threw all your shit at the front. Oh, yeah. oh I go, you mean hey, my man. hardware. I go, That's hey man, can I, shit. can I have this little corner here, please? You think? <laughs> no, 
That's not true, folks. That's not true. Let really? me tell you. Who who sold a Wii? Joe sold a Wii because Joe's shit Wii took real estate on that table. Who sold a 360, Joe? And that shit 360 took up real estate on the table. Who stole a GameCube, Joe? That took up real estate on the table. So don't, don't you tell me, mister. Yeah, now, I know I my software. All my stuff was behind yours. No, no. My software got put underneath yours. So that, that was something. What are you talking about? Yeah. What am I talking How about? How could it get put under yours when yours is at the front row? Yeah. That could be how it didn't sell. Mine was the front? not at the front. Oh, Jesus. It was right on the edge of the table at the front. And like, I oh, think. I, that's how we're going to play. All right. Now, we worked well together. It did get dicey when people would, like, want to buy multiple items from the two of us and then discount it out. And then we'd be like, oh, you know, it's not, you know, how do we discount it? Though we did get uh, an early rape job from a vendor that is notorious for going around before the doors open and buying, like fully buying out people. He literally at this show bought out two whole tables before the game show even opened. Did you know about that? Seriously? Yeah. Haji is like walking by. Why is there two unsold tables here? They weren't. This guy had bought those tables entirely before the show opened. And uh, so he goes up and down the aisles and he makes piles on people's tables. If they, if they are willing to deal with them. And uh, he came to ours and he built a couple big stacks. And I've always said before, I hate selling to dealers before the general public gets there because I'm there to sell to the public, not to this asshole dealers. However, due to me having not such a good return last show, I was willing to take money from whatever. And he wanted to give out some money. So he made a few, he made uh, a huge stack. It was fine. He made a huge stack and then he wanted to discount it all. And we're like, well, we can't, it's both of ours. So we're going to have to separate and then make separate deals. Which uh, which we did. He got it heavily discounted, but we got a big pile of money to start the show. So I was happy. Even though he got discount stuff. But yeah, it's better to get that money right away than like I had a lot at by the end of the show. There was a lot of titles that I was shocked didn't sell. So I would have hated to gone through that whole show and not sold that stuff. <clears throat> you were yeah, fine. It, with was, it was a good event. You were fine with him with uh, pre-selling to that guy? Uh, I don't care. I just wanted to get rid of stuff. Yeah, exactly. And we sold a bunch of hardware to another dealer. One dealer took, I think, three N sixty fours from us. Uh, I don't know. You dealt. You did that one. Yeah. I don't. I don't recognize who's uh, dealers and who's not dealers. Oh, you do. Really... Yes, you do. I don't. I don't pay that much attention. Oh, you didn't know who Pretty Boys were. I know who the pretty, the pretty brothers are. Yes. Yeah. Well, actually one's, there's <laughs> one's better looking than the other. <laughs> it's a little bit of uh twins action going on there. You know what I mean? And they got steep discounts on that hardware, but I was in the mindset of, I just got to get that money in and it's better to get the money and then take that sucker home. And, uh, 
it was it was awesome, man. My table would the it was rammed, and then there'd mm. be the these holes in the table. So I got to put more stuff out from. Oh, what did the sixty fours end up selling for? The ones sold, from the ones from uh, uh, Pittsburgh. They sold for forty five each, so ninety altogether. Mm. But me and Haji both had to put in assets into the package i put in two controllers and he put in two av packs so we were down another 40 bucks off the top so we didn't really make a lot of money off those split that up between those of us invested in it we each get 12 dollars and 50 cents back you gave me 12 dollars no i owe you that oh Woo. yeah and Haji, since There's he put in twenty dollars, he gets twenty plus the twelve. So we're we didn't make a killing hauling those back, but it's all gravy because we already got what we wanted out of that package, anyways. Right? We're happy. And How I did didn't they want sell to... for so less. Um. Well, the opening hour they like just they didn't no, sell. They just, they just bought two. No, I, we had four to sell, right? Yeah, and no, those, opening, no, I mean the ones from the Pittsburgh thing. There's only yeah, two we, of them, right? Yeah, we only had two, but we we had two more to sell, or I had two more to sell on top of that. So they just they just weren't moving until uh, that guy. Well, I sold one to a private person, and he got a screaming deal too because it had an expansion pack, and he got the whole system with a controller for fifty five. And then uh, Pretty Boy came and wanted to buy any else that we had. So I went, yeah, please, just give me money. Give me money. Take it. Take it. I was just so scared of taking this stuff back home. Which, at the end of the day, I ended up taking home two Super Nintendos that didn't sell. I'm shocked beyond belief that a Super Nintendo won't sell. Complete packages. Super Nintendos. GameCubes sold like crazy. People asking, any more GameCubes? I'll buy them. N64s ended up selling. We sold two 360s. Who'd have thought? An old style 360s, the ones you would stay away from. I sold a PlayStation 3 fat, one that you would should generally stay away from. We sold a Wii. I was hoping to sell three more, but we didn't. Just Joe sold. But you practically gave it away. It was a huge package with uh, Wii and three controllers, three nunchucks, AV power no. to works. Two controllers, two nunchucks. Okay, two, 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 two. And uh, <laughs> you had $25 on it. These yeah. two dudes come up. Yeah, it's all that for $25? And Joe's negotiation tactic is to immediately open with a lesser price than what you see. So they didn't even have a chance to think about $25. Joe's like, duh. 20 you take it right now 20 and they're like 20 for all that just 20 that is so crazy that's what it's worth man no one gives a shit about the Wii. and then they walked away (laughs) yeah like what it's like take it guys (laughs) what the hell it's a piece of garbage i'm giving it it, i'll give you 20 to take it they went so crazy over it because nobody wants a Wii. i think those are the guys that came back though to get it right I don't know. I'll pay uh, attention. So I, it was re- I was really shocked to see those, uh, mid, you know, 
mid-era consoles going because I didn't think anyone would want those anymore. But there it is. But we were priced to sell. 360, 30 bucks. Take it. Get out of here. And it happened. Sold stuffies. I was glad to see, you know, it was surprising the amount of stuff that was sold. When we were packing up at the end of the day, it was... It's like I'm I'm missing boxes or something. There's got to be more for me to take back to my car than this. It was at that moment I knew that that had been a successful show because I had barely anything to take back to the car. Did you get the same? You were packed. You were packing up an hour before the show ended, which got me angry. So you had more time to examine how much you were packing up. Did you have the same feeling at the end? Well, I went home lighter than I went there with, so. I uh, can't really complain too much about it, I guess. Still got a bunch of garbage I need to get rid of. So it was a pretty good show. I think we were uh, both happy with it. I think the best part was that we were all uh, we got to see a bunch of people again that we hadn't seen for a while. It's always nice to see uh, oh, Miles and Catherine. They showed up at the last half hour. I wish they had organized their ride up a bit better. I think they were organized. They were in the victim of bad luck, right? You didn't oh, that's what I mean. Like they missed their bus, right? No, no. The bus broke down. Oh, I heard they missed it. It was like planes, trains, and automobiles. They're having to wait for another bus to come pick them up. Do all this crap. Because on the weekend, the train only takes you up so far, and then you got to switch over to a bus, which they did. And then that bus breaks down. <laughs> it's, it's just... Comedy of errors for them getting up here. Finally, they made it. Will had told them he would have picked them up if they had made it up to the 401 in uh, Pickering. Yeah, next time that's all they got to do, right? Head over there. They can but drive they, up to the Beamer. Yeah, but they don't stay very long. So but maybe they should change. Stay a while. Uh, what happened? So J Rock got- stuck around for the whole show. Yep. Uh, we also saw Rhino Vision there. He's vending. Saw Troy there. Troy came up. Yeah. Troy and his fam. And then, uh, of course, at the end, we uh, stayed to help out, help out break down the venue, put all the tables away, except for that one vendor who refuses to take his stuff off the tables. This one, he t- gets five tables and. Even though all the tables there was were broken at least, down. There, it was him and another vendor. There was at least 10 tables that were completely, uh, they were still fully stocked. Nothing was taken off of them. So I said, forget it. I'm not dealing with these guys. Yeah. So we're all just standing around waiting. And they're just, I don't know, going over their inventory, I guess. Which is not the, Hodge told me uh, they ended up just, like the uh, organizers just took their stuff and put it on the floor to break down the tables, which is probably a great idea we should do next time. Yep. Uh, guys, you're kicked out. Time is up unless you want to pay for the arena. So, of course, it's not another CC tradition to go to the buffet afterwards, and we're all piling into cars to go to Uncle Bob's buffet. Joe had to leave, so he couldn't make it. Kevin and Sarah jump in their car, go to Uncle Bob's, 
the parking lot's empty, even though it's a Sunday, and a sign on the door. Uncle Bob's is closed. Closed. Closed on a Sunday? How's that possible? Turns out, by checking on the Google, or maybe it was on the sign too, they closed permanently. They just up and closed September 1st. No more Uncle Bob's buffet. So I thought that was insane. But we do have another option. There is another buffet at the other end of town, which by luck is nearer to my house. And that's called the Market Buffet. Same idea as Uncle Bob's, but it was never as good. So we took the whole troop there. Everyone went there for the chow. And uh, something happened. The Market Buffet is up their game because it was a spectacular feed. And everyone was very happy with the... the selection and the food quality there. So it was all good. Everything worked out. It was a little bit more expensive than Uncle Bob's and they nickeled and dimed us on the soft drinks. That's what I liked about Uncle Bob's, all the drinks, coffees, all that's out on the buffet. This time you had to you had to pre-purchase your drinks, which is that just sticks in my craw just a little bit. However, uh yeah, we had a big old feed, got out of there, went back to my house again, had some more CC cigars. Uh, then the party broke up. That's all she wrote. Everyone went on their way. The next day, uh, Sean and Jeff, they slept in, by the way, on Monday. Well, Sean, morning guy, slept in past nine. So he, <laughs> we kept him up. Yeah, he still got his sleep and had the kids off to school. He hadn't been up yet says he's a morning guy you remind him of that day where he slept in if he says that to you and then they went away uh to their plane later that day and that was it left on my own on the monday however i'll have more company coming tomorrow so the house is reset and again ready for more company all right good recap of the show hope everyone enjoyed that anything else you want to finish off with a big thank you to Nintendo Hodge and the other um, organizers of the Berry Game Exchange. Another fabulous, successful event. Sure, the venue was farther away from my house, but uh, it seemed to be the perfect uh, venue. And they did a good job selecting it. Good time to do it. Everyone seemed very happy by it. The Cartridge Club is very appreciative to what the Berry Game Exchange could do for them. And we hope to move forward into the future. If you would like to tell us your stories from the day or what you thought of this episode, go over to the cartridgeclub.org. Look for our podcast, SDC pod, and there should be a thread there. Thanks to James who started last week's thread. And uh, hopefully this thread will be there too. And you can add comments there. Cartridgeclub.org. You can follow me on Twitter at SDC pod and Joe at AC Decepticon. And, and uh, uh, go to my YouTube, My Life in Collecting, because I just posted a video of uh, walkthrough footage of the show, if you guys want to check it out. Oh. Uh, go uh. there and uh, see the latest video at My Life in Collecting on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, the start to continue, folks, we're there, but the video is on My Life in Collecting. Uh, on the Start to Continue YouTube channel, slash uh, start to continue you'll see a little preview i did a little two minute video on there you'll get to see of what our tables look like and i had uh you know that's on the start to continue our channel together and 
I hope you check out a new video that I put up this week. Uh, the latest of Third Man Records vault release came out. A special side project from Jack White. Had a cool album and a bunch of books came in the mail. Check that out. All right. Thanks, everybody. Catch you again on the flip side. Post and post it. <laughs>